Pascal Siakam's piece in the New York Times and other other items concerning Pascal and his um, role with the Raptors. Todd Ramasar is the founder and chief executive officer of Life Sports Agency, agent for Pascal Siakam. Todd, welcome. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, good, good, thanks. Uh, so, I, I, first of all, I would credit Pascal for being open and honest in that Times piece. I mean, that's not everybody, and that, that's a, a real credit to him. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. I know he wanted to, uh, you know, as, a, as the team is uh, transitioning back to Toronto and he's coming back into the season and, and coming back to Toronto and, and what we hope to be a normal or at least close to normal season, he wanted to, uh, you know, just just talk to the fans, talk to uh, uh, talk to Canada, and, and and start off the season on the right note. Um, so many frustrations for him. Uh, social media, there's there's criticism from the fan base at times. Um, how does that affect him? How does he deal with it? And and how do you advise him to deal with it? I mean, the, he understands, and as we all do, that there's always going to be criticism. Even when you're winning and you're doing everything right, someone's not going to agree with you that's there in the fan base. And even whether it be through social media or even through the media, um, there's there's sometimes going to be, you know, comments that are, you know, against, uh, you know, everything that he may be, um, you know, believing or, or actually working towards. But, you know, the, the advice that I give to Pascal or, or, um, or any other client for that matter is just staying in control of what you have control over and also know, understanding that winning helps a lot. You know, the, the Raptors uh, in Pascal, they didn't have their best year uh, last year, uh, right, which was pretty clear and evident. And, uh, and with that is going to be more criticism. So the only thing that he could say stay in control over is, you know, obviously his health. He had his uh, surgery and procedure and getting back as soon as possible to rejoin the team. And then once, once he's back or, and even before he's back is, is just talking to the young guys and his teammates to support them in winning games early on in the season until he returns and then just continue doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I found last year because we covered the team from a distance. Obviously, the, the fact that it uh, relocated, the fact they had to find living quarters um, close to the start of the season, and then the eventual COVID outbreak on the team. I mean, there's a lot of things that they all had to deal with that that really didn't get out because they were trying to survive it. How difficult was that? It was extremely difficult, and there was other factors too, Jim, that weren't made public that uh, were due to the pandemic that. You know, not just Pascal, but the organization and and uh, the organization uh, from personnel to the players had to deal with it. Um, but obviously, the expectations were still great, and they didn't want to use that as an excuse. And um, it's something that they just had to deal with, and I, I think that contributed, in my opinion, to the season that they had. Right, in addition to. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Pascal and his teammates getting COVID at some point in the season. Uh, it had to be. I mean, we we didn't understand, but we respected it and, and knew that it was just um, a dire situation that way. And and you know, if, if they get gotten into the playoffs, they would have been in, in just a, another uh, sort of awkward situation. I thought to a man, they all handled it as as best they could, as difficult as it was. Um, you know, I think a lot of when we were talking about Pascal is, is about his leadership and 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 the the role for him moving forward. Now that this team is in transition, how have you seen him grow that way? You know he, how I've seen him grow. I've I've seen him grow year after year. 
Um, Jim, I, I, you know, as, as I've talked to him or we talk internally, it's just about adversity and challenges that every individual faces or even leaders face where it's an opportunity to grow from it. You know, specific to the NBA, you know, every great player goes through some adversity in their career where, you know, you could have fans or media that are saying things or they may be in the news cycle for something, um, you know, something negative uh, that is, you know, based on their play. And, you know, the great ones figure it out and they endure and they come back and they win, right? And they lead. You know, as much as it is about basketball, it's also about life. Pascal is growing, um, you know, even off the court, um, you know, just in terms of uh, his philanthropic endeavors, his business endeavors, but mainly just learning to be a leader in his new role because, you know, Jim, we haven't seen a player have a, you know, have a story like Pascal in, in terms of getting drafted as a relative, relatively unknown player to then becoming an all-star a few years later and winning a championship. So, all that is new, um, but it's something that he embraces and something that he's working on. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I guess a lot of times a star player, you expect the guy to show up um, star ready, uh, and, and this is um, this is a sort of a developing story. Although he has played some really good basketball for the Raptors, but I think we sort of look at this as a story that that tracks forward and, and where it goes. You, you always want more, right? Yeah, I think that's human nature, right? Whether you're yeah. a fan or watching or even for Pascal, you know, Pascal, uh, you know, the, the I don't want to say pressure he puts on himself, but the expectations he puts on himself. He wants more. He wants to produce more. He wants to be back in the playoffs. He wants to win a championship. And he wants to lead, uh, you know, be a leader on his team. And that doesn't mean that he's he's going to be outspoken or, front and center is just doing whatever it takes to help his team win games uh, you know doing whatever it takes as a veteran uh and, and and an nba champion to kind of instill that culture and winning attitude and winning habits to the young players that were just drafted because pascal is a great supporting cast and in, in fred and og and 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 chris and some of the guys that have been there through the championship as well as the front office and coaching staff now it's a matter, you know, again, and you touched on it, Jim, earlier, it's just them being back in Toronto, uh, I think is going to help out a lot because it's just uh, it's just getting back to some normalcy. Every every game last season was, was an away game, right? In addition yeah, oh, yeah. to all the other factors that you're dealing with. And I, I think some, you know, the, the personnel, uh, the Toronto Raptors front office and coaching staff, they don't get enough credit for being displaced from their families what about two weeks prior to the season tipping off right uh, and that wasn't easy for them so i think everyone's just happy to be back and happy to familiar territory so that and then obviously getting back to the arena and having fan having their loyal fan base back those are all good signs to uh to move forward in the right way well, I mean, honestly, that was a season you wouldn't wish on anybody, and somehow they persevered. I'm, I'm curious because I think this applies to to anybody, but certainly a star athlete, it's it's much more uh, scrutinized. Um, the the constant evolution. Um, you could be successful for a period of games, and then you have to, you know, change things around so that you can't be stopped. Uh, there's there's that evolution, and and the greats are relentless with how they pursue this. And then there's the evolution of, of bouncing out of, of negative situations. I mean, this is a 
lot of uh, really uh, inner search for success. How does Pascal go about this? You know, I, I think it's taking it one day at a time. It's it's keeping a circle tight. It's also you know listening to constructive criticism from from uh, the, the you know from the people that he's closest with, or even uh, even management, and just learning, understanding that it's learning. I think. Oftentimes, unless you're in in sports, uh, you don't realize these young men are in their twenties. You know, if we if we equate it to everyday life, for most of us, we're still trying to figure out who we are in our twenties, right, and get settled in that and comfortable in our own skin. For for these young men uh, in the NBA, they're thrust into the limelight and under a microscope where everyone's getting to see, you know, that adversity and seeing their growth. So, for Pascal, it's again. Just understanding adversity is a part of life. Challenges are a part of life. It's embracing those challenges, learning from them, and just getting back to work and focusing on the work and your craft. We're not, you know, the adversity we're seeing isn't a matter of complacency or not working hard for Pascal. In some ways, it was, you know, um, factors that were out of his control, like a pandemic, like immigration issues, like um, like being displaced from a Toronto and playing in, in Tampa a few weeks and being notified a few weeks before the season begins. These aren't excuses I'm making for Pascal or even the Raptors. These are just facts that and the, and the cards that you're dealt with. But I tell you this much, he's not going to see factors like this again or at least the perfect storm of these factors. So, again, knowing that you know you've seen the worst of it, it's just getting back you know, even despite injury and surgery, it's like putting in the work, focusing on the task at hand, getting back to winning, and just moving forward. And that's it. It's that simple. Todd, in that New York Times piece, there's the comment about no communication from the front office telling him he was the guy. Um, how do we – was it – do you think that was the representative of how he felt? It? And what does all that mean? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't representative, and and even though it was quoted, what pass what Pascal it got taken out of context. It was more of a communication uh, with the franchise and him understanding uh, his own role within the team as being uh, you know coming off of a being designated as a max player, and it was a transition for the franchise. So I think that in addition to all the other factors of the pandemic and everything else, and then also Pascal getting comfortable in his new role, because really when you look at that, you look at Pascal's circumstances, here's, here's a young man that gets drafted by a team where he's not a starter and he's relatively unknown to working his way into being a starter and, and contributing to winning an NBA championship to then being thrust as the marquee guy while losing a lot of the veteran supporting cast that was around him, and now even Kyle, right? You know, yeah. the first year after the championship is Kawhi, then it's followed by Mark and Serge just a few weeks before the season begins, and then now Kyle, who is who is the face of the Raptors, right? So for a young player that's making that transition into being like being more vocal or being more of a leader. And, and being designated that, and then these other factors hit, it was a lot. So what he, I think what Pascal was trying to convey was just the communication and the support could have been better on both sides while dealing with all of these factors and trying to win. You know, I think, you know, 
and I, I, I think from that article, especially with everything else that's been thrust into the media the last few months out of nowhere, not coming from the Raptors or coming from Pascal or, or his camp is like Pascal loves being a Toronto Raptor. That's who drafted him. That's who's groomed him. That's who he's won a championship with. And, th- and that's who's believed in him. And, uh, and he believes in the franchise. And I think the combination of some of, the, some of those headlines about trade rumors uh, being out there and then the New York Times piece and a, and a, and a quote uh, being focused on, I think that's where it's, uh, it's misleading. Yeah, I mean, you know how this goes. There are things that make a great conversation. It doesn't mean there's anything uh, relevant about them, but they are great talking points. So, so let me ask you this: based on on what you know, and and, and uh, uh, you know, getting away from the uh, the outward or, or social media talk, what is his relationship with the coaching staff and management? Great, and I'm uh, I'm not just saying that. It's great. Uh, it's the communication is there. The support is there. Uh, Pascal, I know everyone wants to focus on a blow-up with him and Nick last season, but but players get into disagreements with coaches and vice versa. I think a lot too much emphasis was put on that. Pascal, even after the incident, him and Nick has talked, and they've uh, they've spent some time this off season uh, together talking and and going out to dinner, and you know even uh, Pascal spending time in, in summer league with management. The relationship is good, and and now with you know you know Kyle being gone and and uh, some of the veterans being gone, it's it's Pascal and Fred's team now moving forward. Like they're they're Kyle and Demar, Kyle and and Kawhi now, and Pascal understands he has to have a great relationship with his coaching staff and and management. And I think the same goes with management and the coaching staff that all lines of communication need to be there and. They need to be on the same page if they're going to get back to being uh, in contention for a championship. Yeah, bear with me here. I just I need to ask this question. So, so based on that New York Times article, uh, would would he or you then phone up the team and, and talk about it, or or not? Uh, talk uh, talk about what specifically, Jim? Well, what was in the article? Like to to put it in proper perspective. Um, no, not not at all, because it's already been discussed. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of his uh, health, uh, recovering from surgery, what's his timeline? Well, it's it's um, uh, he's going to be cleared for contact uh, towards the end of next month. But it's really coming off of surgery. This is where it's going to be up to. Um, you know, the medical personnel with the Raptors, once he's cleared for contact, to say when he's ready so that there's no setbacks in his return. So, you know, if I'm guesstimating, probably sometime in November. Well, uh, Todd, I appreciate your time. We look forward to, to his return. It's certainly a major part of what happens next year. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. That's Todd Ramos, our founder and chief executive officer of Life Sports Agency, agent of Pascal Siakam, among others. So you always want to get uh, clarity and perspective uh, on what's going on. And uh, when things appear in print, they're edited down. And I like to uh, have the right context. So 